0: Hey there lovelies, I hope you're having a lot of kinky fun this October. Welcome or welcome back to a short erotic sex story written and told by Lala's Bedtime Tales. As always I ask that you please leave me your favorite erotica writer and storytelling podcaster a five-star rating and review so I'll know you love this podcast. And other erotica lovers will be able to find the sexy podcast too. If you're a Spotify listener, please show me some extra love by letting me know your thoughts on these episodes in the Spotify interaction section. Also, I love naughty, nasty, dirty talk as much as the next person, but please keep it PG-13 so I can share your voice with the world. Please be sure to subscribe to my podcast to be alerted whenever there's a new sexy audio erotic tale for you to listen to for your pleasure. Also, don't be shy. I am super excited to hear your thoughts on my stories. Feel free to slide in my DMs on Facebook and Instagram and let me know your thoughts on Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories podcast. Do you want to help support Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories podcast so I can keep bringing you all a high-quality audio erotica experience? If you can't get enough of the podcast but want more erotic, spicy, entertaining, and educational content, then join Lala's Bedtime Tales Patreon. Also, you have one week left to cash in on my very special anniversary deal, the VIP exclusive access still. I'm running until the end of October 2023. If you sign up for at least the $5 baby girl exclusive access tier, you'll have access to my upcoming workshops and all future workshops as long as you remain a patron at the $5 tier or higher. And I'm planning at least four love and sex advice workshops a year. So you don't want to miss this deal. That's, of course, on top of the ad-free early access podcast episodes, voting rights for the continuation of podcast stories you want more of, behind-the-scenes content, bonus episodes, and so, so much more. Check out the show notes to join my Patreon today. Do you want sexual health education and expert love and sex advice? For those that don't know, I'm also a sexual health educator and relationship and sex coach. So if you want to level up your love and sex life and unlock the secrets to having more pleasure in the bedroom, follow me on Instagram and Facebook or subscribe to my YouTube channel. Get ready for an O. So sexy, seductive, Halloween erotic sex story (laughs) to put you in the mood for your sexiest Halloween ever. Enjoy. It's time for La La's Bedtime Tales. Grab your wine, dim the lights, and get ready to listen to an oh so sexy bedtime story. I'm Lala, and I want to tell you an erotic story, guaranteed, to turn you on and get you hot and bothered, so listen up. Hello gorgeous, it's spooky season, a time when all the freaks come out to play. Are you a very freaky girl who loves to get really, really kinky? If so, hell yes, because I know I do too. This week's story involves a kinky girl looking for her perfect man on the dating apps. Inina Asuma will be swiping right and left on many men this Halloween season. Will she meet the man of her dreams on the dating apps? a creep who wants to keep her as a plaything listen up to learn what anina's fate holds for her this cuffing season damn does my tinder date have explosive diarrhea or what it feels like he's been in the bathroom for most of our date i hope he wasn't claimed by the same fate as elvis presley I tap my perfectly manicured nails on the table as my eyes continually dart to the handsome man standing by the kitchen entrance. He wears black chef attire, and his dark eyes smolder with sexual want every time they connect with mine, causing my nipples to pebble and my clitoris to throb. I break eye contact with the gorgeous man when I feel a gentle tap on my bare shoulder. I glance over my left shoulder at the gorgeous young hostess and my waiter, hovering nervously behind me. I give them both a soft, friendly smile, feeling my heart fluttering hard against my chest. Fuck, what if while I'm out here having filthy daydreams about the kitchen staff, my Tinder date has kicked the bucket while on the commode? What a fucking way to meet your maker. Shit. I'm a terrible person, yes, as wearily, my pleasant expression frozen on my face. I'm smiling so hard that I feel my teeth grinding and my cheeks vibrating. These people probably think I'm a lunatic with the crusty-to-clown smile pasted on my face. Their eyes shift between one another like they're trying to send Morse code telepathically. Geez, please just tell me why you both are standing here looking like you've just found a dead body, I say, bracing myself for the news that my Tinder date has been found dead in the men's bathroom. The young male waiter finally grows a pair and responds, "You Remember how you asked me to check on your date in the men's bathroom? Well, he wasn't in there, so I asked the hostess if she'd seen someone by his description, And apparently, he skipped out on you about 30 minutes ago, and we've been trying to figure out how to tell you. The beautiful young hostess's face reddens from what I'm certain is secondhand embarrassment as my waiter fidgets in his spot. My smile fades, and I go completely still as I try to recover from the shock of the entire situation. I feel a myriad of emotions hit my body in waves. Fear humiliation, regret, but as I wait for a sense of rage to hit me, it doesn't. Instead, I'm hit with a wave of hysterical laughter, (laughs) causing the hostess and the waiter to flinch at my surprising response. I probably look like a mad woman as I cackle to myself. Since moving back to Savannah, Georgia, I'd once again swiped right on a complete fucking dumpster fire. I should've known a dude would only rock hard ab photos with gym rat vibes and a bio that read, "news are overrated. Send me a video of you reading out loud so I know you're not stupid. And if you do it naked, you get bonus points. It should've been a sign I wouldn't make it through dinner with an asswipe like that. I was at least hoping to get dick down at the bare minimum from this shitty, shitty encounter. But hey... I had swiped on what felt like every man in Chatham County, and the dates seemed to get shockingly worse and worse. I'm sorry, ma'am, but that's not the worst part. He ordered a to-go meal at the bar and put that on the tab, too, the waiter said, handing the ticket to me with shaky hands. I looked down at the receipt, and my eyes practically bugged out of my head. What the fuck? Did the man buy dinner on me for the rest of the week? Had I known I'd be footing the whole bill and then some, I would have suggested the fucking Cheesecake Factory or hell, Applebee's? This piece of shit had used me for free meals. Now, this situation was no longer funny. I am fuming mad. I am so angry the waiter and hostess probably sees smoke coming from my ears. A second glance at the dinner bill has me feeling absolutely murderous. It's okay. As owner and the head chef, I will make your meal on the house. A deep, heavily Italian assented voice booms from in front of me. I glance up doing a double take as the handsome man I'd been eye-fucking earlier has swooned in to save the day, and my mind could only form a single word after seeing him up close and personal. Damn. Followed by, please daddy, fuck me. I couldn't even remember the name of my piece of shit Tinder date as I drowned in the beautiful obsidian abysses of the restaurant owner's eyes. I drink in his beautiful, smooth, olive skin, those soft, kissable, rose colored lips, and my panties drenched from the thoughts of what gorgeous gift was hidden beneath his chef's uniform waiting to be unwrapped. My ideas of what I wanted to do to this man probably had me blacklisted from Santa's nice list. But if being a naughty girl let me be this man's good girl, there were no sins I wouldn't willingly commit to ride this fine Italian stallion's dick. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's very generous. It's as if you're my guardian angel. I have no words that could possibly express my gratitude. I thank the gracious and handsome man. He leans down and whispers in my ear. I have a few words I love to hear fall from a beautiful woman's lips. We close in 30 minutes. So, if you'll stay until a few hours after closing, I love to treat you to desserts. But the choice is yours, of course. I shiver, my skin breaking out in goosebumps as his delicious scent of spices and citrus in the hot, Wet feeling of his breath against my ear lingers even after he disappears into a kitchen. The man looks like an Italian Henry Cavill, so you bet your fucking rent money. I stay and wait for him like a crazed fan trying to sneak onto Drake's tour bus. I watch for my seat at the dinner table as his staff completes all their closing duties. The restaurant is finally vacant after what feels like hours, except for me and this handsome chef. And that's when the real magic happens in the kitchen. The cold metal of the stainless steel counter feels fantastic against my heated flesh. The sexy Italian chef has me bent in half with my legs behind my head in the Vinny's oyster sex position. I'm sure we are breaking all kinds of health department guidelines as he buries his dick into my hot, wet pussy, while licking chocolate sauce from my overly sensitive nipples that grow more and more erect as he pounds my pussy. I'm in fucking heaven on earth as he suckles the sticky, gooey sweetness off my breasts causing me to writhe with pleasure. The sexy-as-sin Italian chef holds my legs back by my calves, slowly drawing his dick out of me. I feel every big, thick, delicious inch of his manhood dragging across every sensitive pleasure point in my vagina. I whimper in protest, my body quivering, missing the filling of his dick filling my needy pussy that's drenching wet and aching for him to satiate the throbbing between my thighs. This man is such a fucking tease, as he leaves just the tip inside me. He makes me lose my mind when he begins to stroke the entrance of my pussy, eliciting moans of sexual frustration from me, desperate to fill his dick, filling me up once more. A begging plea is about to fall from my lips when he lets out a low chuckle before slamming back into me, filling my wet pussy to the hilt. He swerves his hips in a circular motion, massaging my G-spot in just the right place and the perfect tempo as I keggle his dick to ensure he continues to hit that delicious spot inside me. He maneuvers my legs from behind my head swiveling them along with my hips, forcing me into a sideways position on the top of the counter with his dick still buried balls deep in my throbbing, wet pussy. His dick feels ten times larger inside of me from this angle, with my legs slammed shut, giving me no choice but to desperately clamp down on his dick. The man has a serious sweet tooth. I feel him drizzle more chocolate syrup on the mound of my breast. I let out a throaty moan when I feel his tongue lick the curvature of my side boob as he slowly begins to piston his hips, moving his dick in long, tortuously slow strokes in and out of me. I feel a sharp sting on the ass where he slots my bare bottom causing my eyes to roll to the back of my head from the different sensations he creates as he fucks me into a stupor. The sexy chef builds the momentum of his thrust until he relentlessly fucks me, showing my pussy no mercy. He fucks me so hard and so thoroughly I can't fucking think straight. I suck in my stomach as I feel my orgasm begin to build and the walls of my pussy begin to strangle his dick. My orgasm begins to build inside me as I barrel towards euphoria. My moans of pleasure turn into high-toned shrieks of ecstasy as I shatter into a million pieces. Through breathy whispers and pants, the Italian stallion mommers fuck repeatedly as if it's his mantra as he picks up the pace of his erratic thrusting, his balls slapping my plump ass cheeks until he twitches inside me, grunting out his sexual release. His big, sweaty, muscular body collapses on top of my body as we attempt to catch our breaths. We got to do that again, he whispers in my ear, causing my pussy to clench around his dick at the promise hell yes what a great ending to a shitty night after meeting this man i might never have to swipe right again am i ugly i will slamming my phone down onto the booth table i'm seated at with my two best friends no they both exasperatedly respond as i fiercely toss back a tequila shot I wipe my hand on the dark sleeve of my black sweater dress, trying not to glance at my phone. Every time I hear a beep and a chime in the bar, my heart doubles in size, filled with hope that it's the sexy Italian chef that fucked my brains out the previous night. If I'm not ugly, then I must be coming off as a crazy ass bitch, I exclaim, glaring across the table at my friends when they take what feels like an eternity to respond no you're not crazy your, your sleepwalking is a, a little creepy though sanaya answers avoiding eye contact and playing with the end of one of her purple locks i roll my eyes at her comment in college i slipped into bed with her once and accidentally humped her leg in my sleep and she will not let that shit go I turn my angry gaze and narrow my eyes at Quinn as he pretends to pick imaginary lint from his black sweater. I clear my throat a few times, and his champagne brown gaze meets mine. He picks up his beer mug, taking a huge sip, trying to disguise the smirk actually creeping onto his face. You're lucky you look like Godfrey, y'all. Otherwise, I wouldn't let you fucking hang with two baddies like Sanaya and me, Quinn. I state, annoyed, taking a long sip from my margarita. Case in point, why you come off as a little bit crazy and why your Tinder date probably abandoned you in the middle of a meal, Quinn mutters as he and Sanaya simultaneously burst into laughter at my expense. Fuck my shitty Tinder date. I could care less if I ever heard from that douchebag again. I want to take another ride on my Italian stallion I met last night. I whine, checking my phone for the millionth time today. Anina, if he stood you up and won't text you back, then who gives a shit? That's his loss. When Koos comforting me by placing his hand over mine. I give Quinn a small smile. I take a large gulp of my margarita to try to push my insecurities to the back of my mind. I know I'm a great catch, but my single status as a 30-something-year-old woman sometimes makes me feel defective. Yes, Amina, you're this gorgeous, exotic, Melanesian beauty with her own business. These men are stupid not to want a second or third date with you. Sania chimes in, sipping her old-fashioned. I feel myself deflate, feeling defeated by the Georgia dating scene. When scrambling and a loud yell for the bartender to turn up the television, has the three of us turning to figure out what all the commotion is about. The 55-inch flat screen mounted above the bar switches from the current sports game to a flashing visual alert accompanied by a We interrupt this program with breaking news message. Everyone in the bar is held in a trance as a gorgeous blonde news anchor stands on Tibby Island with crime scene tape in the pier behind her. She reports about the Midnight Heartslinger striking again, but this time with a double homicide. This surprising, scary announcement causes the entire bar to fill with ominous gas. <gasps> Oh my gosh, I scream at the top of my lungs when two pictures appear of the victims on the screen. It's my Tinder date and the Italian stallion I fucked the previous night. I began to feel lightheaded as white illuminated floaters in black fuzzy spots blur my vision. What? Quinn asses, reaching over the table and grabbing me by the shoulder. That, that, that's my shitty Tinder date and the the chef I fucked last night. I loudly whisper, my gaze glued to the screen, my heart aching as I look into the beautiful obsidian gaze of the sexy chef. Well, you clearly got lucky, Sanaya says, without looking away from the breaking news story. Sanaya's statement gives me whiplash as I swivel my body to look at her. Confused as to why she says say something so terrible after hearing about such a heinous crime like murder. That's why they're familiar to me, Quinn mutters. I give him a questioning look and he continues. I know I work in the lab. Cases involving live people aren't my forte, but their images have been floating around the precinct because of all the buzz around those two men. They're a big case in sex crimes. What? The ever-loving fuck. Sex crimes? I gaps. Placing my hand across my pounding chest, expecting to go into cardiac arrest any second. Yeah, the news just reported they were suspected of a non-consensual pornography ring, Sanaya exclaimed, her eyes going wide, knowing from our discussion at breakfast I got home late from fucking a hot chef. I felt my skin get clammy and my stomach churned with disgust. My dinner rose to my throat and I was ready to spew it all over the bar table. Apparently, one of the guys would find women on dating apps and the other would swoop in and rescue that woman from a really shitty day. If the woman fucked him, they'd record it and upload it to pornography websites without the women's permission but they were having difficulty sticking it to them because of the continuously changing vpns quinn fills in the blanks oh my goodness i managed to bellow i would have been next had they not been murdered let's head out i have a feeling my shift in forensics will be crazy fucking busy tomorrow quinn says shaking his head begrudgingly "'You're spending the night. "'Anina and I have been crazy active on Tinder "'and the other dating apps, "'and those people keep coming up missing or worse, dead. "'You can't leave us alone,' said pleads, "'grabbing Quinn by the arm as he stands from the booth. "'Ugh, I told you guys to stay off of those things "'with those two creeps loose. "'That just got served just desserts. "'And the Midnight Heart Slinger? "'Why would you take your chances "'going on dates with strangers?' Quinn responds, not hiding his agitation with our disobedience. "'Your just-desserts joke was way, way too soon. Plus, will you come if you can cuddle with me tonight, pretty please?' "'We're scared,' I beg, taking Quinn's hand as we exit the bar. "'Please sleep in her room to keep her from humping my leg in the middle of the night, if nothing else,' Sanaya adds to my plea." Looping her arms through Quinn's free arm, he looks between us, rolling his eyes and nodding in agreement to our request. As we walk down the street to Saniya's car, I feel full-body chills course over me. Dating was already scary and intimidating as shit. But now we had to worry about being murdered and splashed across porn sites? What were the odds that those two men I encountered last night would end up dead? Maybe they fucked the wrong woman, literally and figuratively. Oh, how I had missed Quinn's beautiful dick. In college, I had tons of amazing memories starring his dick in glorious body as he fucked me senseless. However, no matter how fine I find Quinn, after moving back to Savannah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to start back up our friends with benefits arrangement, especially since my goal now that I'm in my 30s is to move past my whole face and find a husband. Even though Quinn is a great best friend, with a dick game that'll drive any woman wild, I couldn't see us together as in-game, at least not in my fairy tale dreams. My mouth watered at the sight of Quinn's dick tinting the gray bed sheets. Before going to bed last night, he told me that if I felt a little frisky and wanted to hump his leg at night, he wouldn't mind, unlike Zania. I had rolled my eyes at being the ass of their jokes once again, but now that offer looked awfully delicious... I rubbed my thighs together, trying to create friction to get some relief for my pulsating clitoris. Just one taste wouldn't hurt. Plus, he asked me to wake him up in 45 minutes anyways, since we both needed to rise and grind early this morning. What better way to wake up a man than with a blowjob wake-up call? I quickly shimmied beneath the covers, crawling between Quinn's legs. I slowly peeled down his boxers, and he didn't even flinch as his dick sprang free. I guess nothing had changed over the years because Quinn could literally sleep through the rapture. He slept so heavily. I teased his dick by blowing over the tip before running the flat of my tongue beneath the fat head of his manhood, making sure to show his frenulum some extra love. I inhale his dick to the back of my throat, allowing my tongue to lick every ridge and vein of his manhood until he hits my tonsils. I wrap my hand around his balls, stroking and massaging them as I deep throat his dick, feeling high on the control and power of owning his dick with my mouth. I hoover his dick in and out of my mouth with deep hard socks. I change between fast, tight suctions, hollowing my cheeks as I continue to fit his whole dick into my mouth in downward motions and slow strokes with my tongue in upward motions as I swirl my tongue around the head of his manhood. I am in the fucking zone my pussy getting wet and coating the inside of my thighs as I get turned on by the sloppy wet noises my mouth makes as I suck his soul through his dick. I pick up the tempo, swirling my tongue around the thickest veins that runs through his cock, and when I feel his dick begin to twitch in my mouth and his balls hit my chin, I'm ripped away from his manhood. I let out a loud squill of surprise, accompanied by a groan of dissatisfaction, until I'm slammed down onto Quinn's erection. His throbbing dick fills me to the hilt, causing a gasp of ecstasy to spill from my lips. My eyes meet a slumberous hooded champagne gaze as Quinn holds me in place astride him so I can't move and my body gets accustomed to his dick stretching me wide open. Oh, what a pleasant good morning, Quinn raps. I still hear the sleep in his voice as a lazy smile spreads across his lips. He leans up, nipping at my painfully erect nipples as he bucks into me hard. I toss back my head, letting out a loud moan of pleasure. His big palms move to grab a handful of my ass cheeks as he begins to thrust inside of me, deliciously bouncing me up and down on his cock. You know how rough I like it, Clint. Dick me down dirty, baby, I loudly moan, grabbing the headboard for leverage as I drag my hips back and forth and meet him thrust for thrust. I let out a loud throaty moan as he pounds my pussy so hard, making it hurt so good. I lean forward, placing my tits in his face, enjoying the added sensation when he buries his face in the valley of them, blowing a raspberry on my breast. He sucks my overly sensitive, oh so hard and oh so erect nipples into his mouth as he guides my hips down hard onto his manhood. In this position, I grind my clitoris against his pelvic bone as his balls slap my ass cheeks. I begin to convulse around him as my hot, wet pussy holds his dick in a vice grip as my orgasmic yell ricochets off the walls of my bedroom. He bounces my limp, sweaty body on his dick a few more thrusts before his manhood twitches, squirting hot, wet ropes of cum inside of me. I collapse on top of him as he slips his semi-erect dick from between my thighs. I feel the mixture of both our cum seep out between my thighs. He rolls me on my back, tugging on my right nipple with his mouth before kneeling between my thighs and asking, Plan B or IUD? I roll my eyes, cracking a smile and saying, IUD, you know me so well. At my confirmation, he pushes a mixture of our cum back inside of my pussy, licking any remnants off his fingers. I got to shower quickly and leave. Round two after dinner tonight, he asks, hopefully. I shake my head slowly, watching his broad shoulders deflate. Winston is in town. You remember Winston. He's here in town for business, so I'm going to meet up with him tonight, I answer, not missing the brief tints of Quinn's shoulder. Well, be safe out there. You never know where the midnight heart slinger might be lying and wait for their next victim. I'd feel better if you and your one that got away just came here for dinner and to hang out. It's like you're trying to ignore the fact that there's a fucking serial killer on the loose, Anina. Quinn huffs before turning his back to me, slamming the bathroom door shut behind him. Quinn was probably pissed more than anything that I'd fucked him this morning and wasn't canceling my dick appointment tonight with Winston, my long-time on-again, off-again boyfriend. But I am a single woman and will enjoy my singleness with whomever I choose. Plus, who knew? Maybe Winston is the one. And I'm at a point in my life where I am ready for a serious relationship with him. Over the years, Quinn knew we weren't ever serious. And he never acted like he wanted anything more from me than a convenient fuck. So I shouldn't be worried about his feelings. Quinn's biggest push at the moment was for me and Sanaya to get off the dating apps with a serial killer running rampant and going on a murdering spree right in our backyard. So maybe if a spark sizzled between Winston and me tonight, then there'd be no need for me to keep swiping on dating apps. I stretch my arms over my head, wiping the sleep from my eyes as I take in my surroundings. Damn, I was getting old if I could sleep anywhere. My last memories were of meeting Winston in Fortsight Park for a picnic in a movie screening of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I couldn't remember if I had fallen asleep when Frank had tried to seduce Janet and Brad, or if I had at least made it to the Time Warp scene. I hear the wind whistle and the sound of leaves crunching under people's feet as they leave the part of the park where the movie screening happened. I shiver as a chill settles in my bones. I swipe my unruly curls out of my face, feeling oddly distraught from my much needed nap. I shrug into Winston's Canada Goose down jacket that's abandoned on the red checkered picnic blanket I had carried into the park from my car. Where the fuck had Winston gone? I remember laying my head into his lap as my eyes began to feel heavy during the movie and loving how it felt to have him massage my temples and curls. But did he tell me he was going to the concession stand? Or maybe the restroom? I practically jumped out of my skin, screaming bloody murder at the top of my lungs, when I heard the rustling of leaves of the nearest oak tree in the park that was slowly becoming deserted. Shit, I needed to find Winston and get us either to his hotel or back to my apartment. Who the fuck knew where the midnight heartslinger was lurking, waiting to pounce and kill their next victim? I'm sure a big park like Foresight was an ideal hunting ground for a killer. The park was poorly lit deserted at night, and ultimately the perfect place to bury bodies. Winston, I loudly whispered, gathering our scattered belongings and quickly tossing any leftover trash from our earlier picnic dinner. I try to stay in well-lit areas as much as possible, as I call into the park bathrooms in search of Winston. I asked the employees closing up the concessions if they've seen a man with his description, and I even checked to see if he's in the dimly lit parking lot, but there's no sign of this man any fucking where. I'd known Winston since we were children, and I knew he loved to play pranks on people, incredibly close to Halloween, but I had told him there was a maniac murderer on the loose in Savannah. So hopefully, he'd at least heed that warning and not trample into unknown territory. This was the weirdest situation in my life because it was as if Winston had left the park. However, his car rental was still in the parking lot. My stomach roiled as bile burned the back of my throat. My stomach flipped, flopped, and turned because I had a funny feeling that something was amiss. After warring with myself, I set off on one of the popular walking trails at Foresight Park. I shivered partly from the chilly autumn wind and partly out of being scared shitless. But I had to find my friend. Hopefully, he had just gotten turned around when trying to find his way back to the movie screening or to the parking lot. I feel the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and a tingling runs down my spine as I hear a rustling in a nearby bush. (gasps) I suck in a deep breath and head towards the noise, feeling like one of the dumb asses in a scary movie that runs towards the killer and not towards safety. Hey there, are you looking for someone? A loud, deep, baritone voice shouts behind me. I loudly scream at the top of my lungs as I tumble into the bushes. I fight my way through twigs, thorns, and mulch, staggering to my feet to escape whoever is chasing behind me. My heart beats a thousand miles per second as I run further into the center of the park, away from the well-lit path and surrounding buildings. I hear the crunching of leaves as the person's stride picks up. I trip over a loose tree root, face-planting into the grass. I can't catch my breath. My ankle is throbbing, and I'm 99% sure I pissed my pants. I start praying to every deity, god, and higher power I can think of because of all the ways to die. I didn't want my urine-soaked body to be found sprawled out in one of the most popular parks in Savannah. I had to fucking get up and save my life. Who fucking knew what horrors the midnight slinger unleashed on his victims before snuffing the life out of them? Anina, relax, it's only me. Chill the fuck out, the deep voice exclaims. I drag myself onto my hunches, realizing I landed on a blue and white checkered picnic blanket, only all the white squares are slowly turning a pinkish red. I look down at my jeans and notice a dampness on them that I only thought was piss a few seconds ago. I smell a faint metallic scent in the air as the breeze whistles through the trees. I turn on the light on my phone to better examine the wetness I feel on my clothes. I shine the light onto the man who chased me through the park, realizing it's only my fucking idiot, on-again, off-again boyfriend, Winston. I should feel relief, but I don't at the ashen, deadpan expression on his face. I'm afraid to follow the direction of his silver-gray eyes, but I can't help myself. My phone light illuminates the surrounding area, and I see blood everywhere. It's covering my jeans, the picnic blanket, and the lifeless body posed like a marionette doll having a picnic in a desolate area of the park. My hands shake as I notice a Queen of Hearts card stabbed into the chest of the dead man posed on the picnic blanket. Oh my God. Darren! I yell, feeling my blood roaring through my ears. I had just had lunch earlier with him because he owns the bakery next to my clothing boutique. I drag myself off the blanket, heaving everything in my stomach into the grass w well, well, we we have to call the police, Winston frantically states, grabbing his phone from his back jeans pocket. I can't move. I can't breathe. I can't speak. I'm terrified because everyone I'd come into contact with had started to end up dead. Was I the next victim of the Midnight Heartslinger? Would Sanaya be next? Or Quinn? I shudder at the worst case scenario as a distant memory clouds my mind. I'm 10. There's blood everywhere. My mom is screaming for help. And I can't wake up. I look into Darren's cold, dead eyes. I've done crazy shit in my sleep before. Is being a sleepwalking murderer possible? Oh, fuck. What if I'm the Midnight Heartslinger? Well, damn. Will the real Anina Asuma please stand up? Or could the mysterious Midnight Heartslinger be someone else? If you cannot wait to find out, join Patreon for part two of the Deadly Tinder Bender. Feel free to follow me on social media and slide in my DMs. And let me know who you think the dating app killer is. Until next time, ta-ta for now. Oh, so hot and sexy bedtime stories from Lala's Lala Bedtime, Lala. bedtime. Lala. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Erotic tale. For more erotic stories, sex tips, love advice, and sexual education, check out lalasbedtimetales.com and add me on Instagram for more erotic and sensual content at Lala's Bedtime tells Please comment and share your fave sexy bedtime stories with erotica enthusiasts like you and me. Ta-ta until next time, sexies.